like I, I don't know if there was a single person that didn't come over and you know finger my truck. Mm-hmm. This is the Hobby Town Hobby Flex Show. This is the Hobby Flex Show podcast. Is what this is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. I'm Alex Sturgeon. I'm the uh, one of the managers at the Hobby Flex slash race director for the Off Road Racing Program. And with me, as always, Will Brenton. And we're here, brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivot pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, you can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate if you go through with a home loan refinance. And uh, I highly recommend uh, that you do so. It was really quick and easy. They have an app. It's pretty much all through your phone. We're here kind of early because Will's going to go on vacation this week. And uh, they're leaving tonight. And so instead of starting at 6.30 and being done at 8, we're going to start at 5, try to be done at like 6.30. I got some stuff to do too, so it kind of works out. There's some stuff I want to talk about today. So we got... The Roar E-Buggy Nats, or the E-Nats, as we like to call them. I wanted to talk about that race. We've held that race twice, 2011 and 2018. And uh, I just, I have some thoughts on it. And then we'll go over race results. If you guys have uh, something that's on your mind, and you want us to talk about it right away, you can always drop a super chat. Super chat. And we'll, uh, we'll honor that and stop the show cold to get it in. However, if you got, you know, something you, that's not too pressing, just put in the comments. We'll go back through the comments at the end of the show and uh, address anything that comes up as long as it's not like, you know, vulgar, something like that. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And or even uh, if it is. Yeah, even we'll if it is, we might, we might pick at it. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> remember, who, remember who you're talking yeah, to. Yeah, remember who you're talking <laughs> to. We, and there's fart jokes. Fart jokes and... All sorts of fun stuff. So you haven't seen that Pinto yet, but dude, I'm telling you, man, drag racing, not only has it blown up, but you can always tell which segment of the hobby is really booming when they come out with a body like every week. Yeah. Remember when, that's Monster, true. Remember when Monster Truck was, was just rolling and Proline had like 30 different Monster Truck bodies? You had, yeah, you had like... You had that, you had everybody and their dog making an upgrade kit for like T-Max A-Arms, Revo, uh, starter box kit. I mean, that's how Techno started. Yeah. Techno was making that Techno conversion kit for the Revo. Yep. You know, that in like what, 2008, 2006 to 8? Yeah, something like that. I want to say it's less than 2008 because I was still in high school and Richard Duran had that on his... uh, he had the, the, what was it? Not into G. RD Logics. Yeah, RD uh, Logics was, RD Logics had a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, just everybody was, was getting in on that. When I first started working at the Plex, that was one of the brands that I, I kind of had. I, I made this like list of stuff that we should carry at the Plex. And that already, there was a lot of RD Logic stuff on that back then. Yeah. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and you could build like a, you could build an entire tracks as monster trucks out, out of, uh, into G parts. Yeah. Like every single aluminum, every single thing on that truck, you could just build it out of into G like upgrade parts. It seemed like. And before that it was like touring car. Like there was so many touring car bodies to choose from. And now there's like two. 
Yeah. You know, or three. I yep. guess I guess you can if you count the different manufacturers that we can get now through a main and probably three or four different touring car bodies, but they all still kind of look the same now. Yeah. The thing that I think is the most interesting about drag racing is that it isn't new. True. Like it's been around for a long time. Yeah. But it's just gaining in popularity with the, the new vehicles that have come out, yeah. you know, to make it a little easier to get into. I mean, I don't know if this is big as like the tracks is slash boom. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely up there with getting people into a new genre. Yes. I remember, uh, Beller hobbies, which happens to be that where I bought my first, uh, hobby grid RC car back in like 87 or 88. It was a Tamiya Falcon. And, uh, they did drag racing in front of their parking lot on Sundays. Yeah. On Sundays, that was one of the things they did. They didn't have a track, like an off-road track. So they did drag racing. Hmm. It was interesting. And then there was a, there was like a tractor truck pole club here in Omaha for a while that I stumbled upon too. I was playing basketball for my, one of my old jobs as a, like an after work mingling thing or whatever. And uh, I walked into the Vista like convention center or whatever it was. The anyways, and I saw this guy walking in with a Magnum junior radio and I was like, what the heck? And I followed him and they had this room and they were doing tractor truck poles mm-hmm. with like a legit polar uh wagon thingy yeah i is it the one i've seen it before in recent history where they like walk next to the tractor or walk walk next to their vehicle like running the throttle by hand it's not done with the radio oh really and they were like making their own tires out of like that oh wow tube silicone stuff oh got me. i don't know how yeah how these were know, radio controlled and it blew my mind Cause I, yeah. I didn't know that that such thing existed. And at the time I thought I knew everybody in Omaha and RC. It turns out obviously, obviously not. Yeah. That, that one I was telling you about that kid, uh, Dylan Fagan and his dad, uh-huh. I don't know if you remember Dylan yeah. Fagan. Yep. I do. But, um, yeah, him and his dad did that and they're, they're using like RC helicopter engines. Oh. I guess was the engine to use for right. that. That's crazy. I didn't know. I still don't know anything about it, but somebody was telling me about it and they're like, yeah, they like walk next to the cars and they make their own tires. And hmm. I had no idea. I'll have to look that up, but I guess there's going to be a Pinto now from Proline. They just hinted at it. Yeah. Basically. And it's not like they, it's not like it's a secret now. Cause it says Pinto in the picture. They should make a Amex pacer. Yeah. That'd be a cool one. <laughs> Car and driver's worst car I, ever made. <laughs> I still think Vega. It is. A Vega would be a good one if you want to be in that kind of vintage car realm. What are some cars that they should bring back? Like, the, think of all the cool names out there that they could reuse. I mean, they're reusing Maverick, except it's a truck now. Bring back the Gremlin. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> as long as it doesn't look like everything else. A lot of these cars nowadays, they just look like everybody else's cars. There's not something that well uh, i i actually found out that the reason why they do that is because there's actually a like a guideline of what the the nose has to be mm -hmm. like the front of the car yeah so like if you hit someone they they get you know tossed over the front they don't go underneath it and they like it's almost like they plant they engineer it so the person gets run into and flips over and lands on their feet behind the vehicle it's like to that yeah it's like to that uh, specific. If I remember right, remember when they did the cash for clunkers thing? Oh, yeah. 
So, Dude, my car didn't even qualify for that. And I oh. drove a 1980 Oldsmobile station wagon that used uh, more oil than gas. <laughs> like you, you have to fill up the fill up the oil and check the gas. Like when you when I drove it. Well, I think Congress passed some sort of like transportation laws where, like that's why we get a lot of these vehicles that have kind of the same shape because not only are they supposed to meet like the emission standards and everything, but there's like these safety things that they're like that they implemented or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, the chat just said uh, Ford probe. Yeah, dude, I wanted I a probe, probe so bad when I was a kid and I look at one now and yeah. I'm like, ew, why did I want that? Those were cool cars back in the day. Yeah. My friend that grew up on the other side of the street from me, his, his dad was all, they're a big Ford family. And uh, they're all about that Ford Probe. They had three of them at one time, like two to drive and one for parts. They're all about that Ford Probe, man. Yeah. But it's like, why wouldn't, why would they have called it the Probe? <laughs> there used to be a bunch of like funny Probe jokes to go along with it. I just think like whenever somebody says Ford Probe, I instantly go to that uh, episode of South Park, Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. Yeah, the first episode. I know it was just a dream. I know I didn't have an anal probe. And I know that I am not under alien control. I love to sing her about the moon and the June and the springer. I love to sing her about a sky of blue or a deep or two. What the hell was that? Every time. Hey, you guys, there's no, there's no thing coming out of my bat. You guys are just missing it. <laughs> What's new? Holy crap. Okay, really quick before we move on. So, you know, I do those What's News Wednesdays every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, the latest What's New has, as of right now, it's slowed down a little bit, but uh, 1,400 views. Wow. That's never happened. Like, usually they hover right around three or 400. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not a big deal. But, uh, man, I'm just like, wow, like... Where did that go? I must have hit something in the algorithm with my title or, or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, so yeah, so jump on there and give it another like and uh, uh, keep, it mo- keep it rolling. I have noticed that the videos that have the most views also have the most likes, so there must be some sort of correlation. Hopefully. Okay, so I want to talk about the e-buggy nats, the or the e-nats, as we like to say. Uh, did you watch any of it? Did you? Hmm? I tried to watch qualifying, but I I was at work during it. So well, you only had to I watch for it. an hour because that's how long it took to get through qualifying. Yeah, or no seating. I watched seating. Oh, there you go. Qualifying. I, I, that's all I watched. I kind of kept up on it over the weekend. I tried to really. I tried to watch as much as I could. To be honest with you, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, just as a, as an outsider perspective. It just wasn't, it wasn't as exciting to watch as, say, the Nitro one. Does that sound bad? No, I mean, it probably isn't, you know? Yeah. I have some thoughts on this race. And so we held 2011. Officially, that was the second uh, e-buggy nationals. I was really, back then, I was really pressing Don Sanchez, who was at the time president of Roar, that we could be the first one. Because at the time, that way back in 2011, we had a pretty strong e-buggy turnout, right? Yeah. And that, that was what everybody ran. Yeah. Well, we held the nationals around that time, 
and like hardly any local came out to run. Oh, really? I think it oh, was. I remember, I remember that. I remember one local specifically that wouldn't run the race because they couldn't run six cell. Yeah. And I'm sure he's listening and I'm sure he knows who he is. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I just feel like, I feel like this race has needed to be modified or changed for a long time. We were talking about this in 2017 and 16 when I was competition director because it was so hard to get turnout for this race. Yeah. And it, it, it ends up these, these races that don't get, they don't even get close to breaking even when it comes to purchasing the awards, uh, sending the full RMT crew, um, all the travel expenses involved with that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think maybe, maybe this thing needs to be turned to a level four event. Yeah. Would that put it at the same level as like a regionals? Thing? No regionals are level three. So roar has, so roar has five different levels of races. So you have your club racing, which qualifies as level one. You have like a state okay. race, a state race or series, which qualifies as, as level two, which nobody does anymore. A regional, a regional event is a level three or a super regional is a level three event. Now, the differences between those is a level one and two event. You don't actually need anybody to sign off on. So, so if we wanted to, we could say we're having the roar state championships at the Hobbyplex. All mm-hmm. we would need is for me to uh, basically send the sanction form into the region director. And that's it. That's all. That's all that would have to happen. Essentially just a blessing. Not even, it's not even, well, I'm mean, kind of, but it's, it's honestly not even, you honestly don't even really need that according to the rules. Grazie. Your club races are, are covered. If you're a roar track, your club races are covered as a, as a level one event. The problem is, is that um, if you're not a roar member and somebody falls down and hurts themselves, but you're a roar track, that person is not covered because they're not a roar member and, and the track is not covered either. So basically for the roar insurance stuff to work and, and for all these levels to, to worry about insurance and all that, which is really one of the reasons why you get roar, everybody has to be a roar member. Otherwise it negates the whole thing, which is, which is just, that's the way it's been. And that's always been very confusing to a lot of places. Yeah. And that's one reason why a lot of places are like, well, I got my own insurance. Why do I need roar? Uh, so skill level three is regional that you do have to send to your regional. And then that goes to the sanction director, sanction director signs off on it. You get assigned a sanction number that becomes an official roar event. So in the case of, uh, everybody at that race has to be a roar member. That way, if somebody falls down, hurts themselves or gets hit in the face by an RC car or something like that, everybody's covered, right? So a level four event is not quite a national championship, which is what level five events are, but a level four event can be used as like a uh it'd be like what the dirt nitro challenge would be if it was a roar race okay and so my my idea way back then i had I'd mentioned this a couple times i specifically remember saying we need to like change this make it a level four event okay that way roar doesn't have to send any rmt so i hope this sounds smart but listen we're talking about e-buggy here what rules do we specifically really have to worry about to send a full race management team to worry about it as far as tech goes? Every class is modified, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most of these motors and batteries that they're using, I bet you at least the motors and speed controllers and all that stuff, they don't even get sent in to get checked. 
to begin with is what happened at the start of this weekend. Remember they had this, like these two main motors that everybody was using. There was a hobby wing one and a reedy one. Mm-hmm. And none of it was, none of it was approved or approved. Well, it was at one time. Oh, and then it fell off the it list. Just, it yeah, fell yeah, yeah. off the approval list so, because it didn't get re reapproved. Right. Or, you know, followed up on. Well then, so. and then because part, part of the roar rules say that a race director can make changes to the rules at, said event they i'm sure with 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 talking with the president they're like well what do we do everybody's here is running these motors they let them all in anyways you know yeah so i just think that every class is a mod class so it's not like you need to have a full tear down of motors you don't need to have um you know obviously the wings and stuff need to come into spec or everything but the point is a level four event would mean that the track is basically in charge of just about everything. Right. So they supply their own race director, their own computers. They supply a tech guy. Then what happens is the entry fees come down mm-hmm. because you don't have to have the, the crazy money to cover everything. So the entry fees come down. So then you might get a little bit more local support to join the race because it's not as expensive. Right. And and then let it grow and then maybe down the road put it back to a level five event if it needs to be. But I think I think this race in particular could be taken off the I think you still need to have a like a bidding process for it. And when I say bidding, there's no money involved, people. I hope you know that. It's just you got a track has to take the time to write everything out, send it in on time, and then get chosen by the Roar committee um to to have your race pick. There's no there's there's nothing more to it than that that's that's it and a lot of times most of the time if a track is obviously crap you know or if they didn't take the time to like spell stuff right in the bid a lot of times those bids get kind of like well maybe we should think about this one later we always try to get the best track to host but also we tried to move the race around a little bit too like a long time ago there used to be a thing where it had to be here here and here per year and that got rid of it because there wasn't enough tracks bidding on it to begin with but I, I think maybe the bidding process should still happen, but I think, I think there needs to be a different understanding to make this race as big as it should be. I don't understand it. It's been 10 years now of sub-100 entry level, 100 entries. We can't even get that for this, and it should be way more than that because when we hold a, a, a Nitro event or a, like a Techno Series, there's twice as many e-buggies as there are Nitro cars. Oh, yeah. So that should this this race should be bigger than this, but it's not. Do you think that having it so close to the fuel nats um, is what killed it too? Yeah, that could be. I think um, that's that's a good consideration. I I can see that because you spend all this money to spend a week or more at at the Nitro National, and then and then this takes a backseat to it because it's it's less. It's a month later. It's it's almost literally a month later. Yeah. It's almost like they could have it in the winter. Yeah. It, it, you know, on one of the coasts or at an indoor track. Yeah. But, you don't, you don't um, necessarily need a, because it's electric, you don't have to worry about the exhaust. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's my, my thought is that, uh, maybe it could be at a different, like opposite time of year, but I mean, I think a lot of it, like you talk to a lot of people and they're like, 
Uh, man, I hate running e-buggy. Like they pretty much just run it for an extra class. Right. Like when they go to these big races. So yeah. it's like, okay, do you really hate running e-buggy or are you just complaining about your car? Or I love you, e-buggy. Whatever, or your run. Huh? Love it. I love e-buggy. I like e-buggy too. I, it's my favorite ace. I would class. have loved to have gone to this race because for two reasons. Um, I love e-buggy. I don't mind the size of the track. I actually thought the size of the track was just fine. But also, they had 40-plus e-buggy. <laughs> did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's your jam. That's my jam. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of bummed out. I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't even know about this race. Like, there wasn't... I, I didn't know about this race until, like, two weeks ago. And I was like, oh, they're having an E-Nats? Because I saw, like, Tyler was posting that he was getting ready for it and that sort of thing. And I had no idea that it was even an, uh, an option this year. Right. I think that's another thing. That's another problem. Maybe, maybe not very many people know about it because you got to remind. That's one thing that, that I try to do at, at the Plex is our brand. I'm, I'm constant every week. I'm updating our Facebook pages of whether or not we are racing or if it's a summer series race. Hey, you know, we're going to take this weekend off for family Friday off road. We'll see you next week. You just, you have to constantly just, just be in front of people's faces because you're, you're, you're competing with so many other things that are also in front of everybody's faces all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that needs to be looked at as well. And I, listen, I, I was contemplating whether or not to even bring this up because I'm not a roar hater. Um, I feel like I've been, neither, neither one of us are right. I, I don't really like, yeah, I don't really know. I feel Why like somebody I, would, would hate them. I feel you like know, we need them. Yeah. I feel like I'm a roar insider almost, uh, or at least I was, but, but this, this was frustrating to see the turnout and, and not taking anything away from the wins. Ryan Mayfield winning both classes is pretty crazy. That's that's, so that's four eight skill championships this year, <laughs> which I want to bring up something with that, you know, before we get into race results. But, um, my other big thing is another reason why to maybe maybe make it as a level four event instead of level five, see if you can bring the price of the entry fees down is value. The value yeah. of the race. So they had, they had a light turnout again, but they also didn't have any bump ups. And for yeah. me, it's an eight scale race. Why are there no bump ups? It doesn't make sense to me at all. That's boring. And I remember, I remember the last, so in 2018, when when I was making it, when I was on the 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 comp director position, and I was making a push for the electric races, both ten scale and eight scale, to have some form of bump ups. Um, there was a lot of push up, pushback from, at that time, the race management team. And I'm like, no, we're supposed to have bump ups. And they're like, well, how in the world are we going to do bump ups? I'm like, you do it like any other race does bump ups. Yeah. And and they're like, oh, it's going to take forever. Slow the program Dude, down. You're like, there for a dang week anyway. Yeah, like no kidding. Like uh like when I, like if I was in the, the double P main, it's like just go home, you know? Right. Like or like yeah, I good. saw like I'm going back to work. I saw a post, uh, I can't remember the racer, but but it was a girl racer and she's like, Hey guys, I'm in the sea. There's no bump up, so I don't really know what to do here. Yeah. And I thought I thought, oh my gosh, no bump ups again? Like that's great. You're paying a hundred dollars, and you're there for five days. Reed race has bump ups, and you have no opportunity to move up in the in the mains. Like to me, that's just 
to me that sucks to i've always i always equated it to we need to respect the value that of the racers they they're there they want to race give them something to race for otherwise there's two things are going to happen either they're not going to race or the race is going to be really crappy yeah like if you're in the C main, if you're in the C main, and they didn't have a C main short course, but let's say you're in the C main of Pro Four short course, are you going to give a crap if you can't bump up? I wouldn't, dude. If I was in the C main of short course and there are no bump ups, I'm out there, I'm slamming into everybody. Yeah, because who cares? It's a C main of short course. Why not? Yeah, you know. But Wild if there card. was if there was bump ups, <laughs> yeah, maybe I might, you know. And I had a bad week, but I knew I was faster, and I'm starting, you know, ninth or whatever. I might, yeah. I might not risk a stop and go or any of that stuff because I know that I have a chance to move on to the B main. It, it just kind of gives you something to still race for, you yes. Know? And it it kind of keeps the the excitement, you know, for the weekend, even for people watching. Yeah, you know, like oh man, you know, so and so they could bump into the main. You know, I mean, it's like it's not over yet. On a world level. Um, you know, like at Ifmar 10 scale worlds, I can, I, I, I wouldn't, I, it doesn't bother me that there's no bump ups on the 10 scale side, because generally speaking, those 150 drivers that are there for the most part, they're, they're, they're either getting their travel paid, they're getting paid, or they understand full well that they're going to the worlds as the 101st seed. And they're the, yeah. just there. They're there to race the race, have fun, and then watch the the mains. It's not as big of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like on the on the on the the national our national level, I don't see why we can't have bump ups, and especially the yeah. ten scale one. It doesn't take any extra time. No, I mean you might add a heat or add a main or something, maybe. But I mean, okay, so you're you're going to add another. Uh, five minutes to each class. So is that like another 35 minutes? I don't know. But, but you know, Whatever. what they, what they try to do is they have like the, the lower mains or they run. How do they do that sometimes? So now they used to be, if you made the a mains, you guys are running first because that would go first. And then they'd have the filler mains here and then they'd run a twos and then they'd have the filler mains and then they'd run a threes last. Right. Well then, mm-hmm. Then the, the 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 pro guys didn't want to wake up that early on main day, so so then Roar started going. Okay, well, what we'll do is we'll have these lower mains, and then you guys will be here, and then we'll do that this way, right? And that seemed mm-hmm. to work out. But if you have bump ups, then then the pro guys don't even have to be there if they didn't want to be because you've got to get all these races done first, and then because you have nine classes or whatever it is, there's plenty of time. To get those races in, their mechanics, team managers, whatever, they can take their cars back um, to the pits yeah. or whatever they need to do. You can take like, you know, 20 minutes or whatever if you're really worried about time and just run the mains back. That's what we do at the ProTech race and it works out fine. I, yeah, I, I hate going to that's, races. That's that what Surf City does. Ups. That Surf City's, they run, they have bump ups in all their classes. The Reedy Race has bump up. Oh, I don't, just don't know why they don't look. The, the thing is, is RC supposed to be fun? Yeah. And like when it's like, well, I didn't make the main, like I'm done or, uh, you know, whatever. I'm, I, I didn't, I'm, I didn't make, you know, I'm, I'm done. So it's like, it kind of just takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. I went to the Chi Town. So I, I, I've, did really good at the 
at the Roar Nats in 04, right? Finished second in stock buggy. And then I think I went to the Chi-Town race like that later that year. And I did horrible. Like I was running all those velocity motors. Remember the, remember when we were trying to make the, the, the Ryan, uh, velocity mod motors had the V brushes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a badass design, but every single one of those failed in my qualifiers. And it also did it point in fact in my mains. So I was in the B main in stock and mod, I think, or whatever it was. And, uh, they didn't do any bump ups. And I was, I just remember being on the stand thinking to myself, well, here I am B main, I'm like fifth. And I was just going after it. I was just throwing it in every corner. I could run into everybody. And the dude next to me was like, what the hell, man? I'm like, dude, it's the B main. Who cares? <laughs> I'm going for it. Yeah. At the 16 run ads, I was BQ and, uh, mod, mod truck. Yeah. And I won, I won the, the B main by like half a lap. Like, I mean, you know, the, there would have been another two guys in the, the, you know, in the, in my, my race from the A main group, but I felt like, cause I, I just made a mistake on my last, last corner of the last qualifier that would have put me like eighth or some, something Yeah, like I, I was really close to making the main in mod truck. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, yeah. And it's like, it, it's, it was just kind of over. I was just like, well, I'll just run us, run my heart out in the B. Yeah. But it like, you know, it just kind of, it like when you're not getting to bump up and stuff, it just seems so so sterile and like that's a good uh, word like uh i don't know how to explain it. like it just feels so Point, straight pointless. laced what pointless like this is the this is my race type of thing this yeah. is where i belong you know yeah <laughs> dude i made the b main that same stock nats it was so weird i i qualified third in buggy but I qualified BQ in truck and I won, I won the truck BQ by like, or the B main by like a lap. Yeah. I should have been in the A should have made both. Yeah. I still feel like I should have been in the A. Yeah. Nobody can convince me otherwise. Right. (laughs) So that being said, the results of the e-buggy Nats, we'll, we'll wrap this up here, but, uh, so Ryan Mayfield wins, uh, Bucky and Truggy again. And uh didn't he do that in eleven? No, not eleven. Didn't he do that in eighteen? He what? won both he won both at the Plex one too, right? At in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The the contra- <laughs> was it Truggy that was controversial or the buggy one? I can't remember. It was Truggy. Was it Truggy? Yeah. Had to do with the last corner pass at the line. Right, but it was but unfortunately I think it was Rivkin that wasn't actually in the lane. Yeah. So, so no, he, I, I, yeah, I remember that. That was pretty crazy. So for you guys watching, uh, go back and look at the 2018 results. It's pretty nuts. So you had, uh, one of the better finishes, I think live RC has got it on somewhere, but you had, oh, uh, have to. you have, uh, Mayfield and Rivkin, uh, nose to tail. Tebow was running third. Uh, Rivkin got in the back of Mayfield on the last corner, waited, Mayfield got going again. Tebow comes by. They all three of them like gun it to the main. Uh, the, the computer catches Spencer first as winning the race, which meant that it would have gone to a three Tebow, I think finished second. And then Mayfield was third, right? 
But mm-hmm. uh, so Tebow, Zach, uh, what was what was his last name? Zach uh, uh, Tebow's uh, oh, show. I so I don't so they protested. Nice guy. Yeah, super nice guy. Uh, they protested. Uh, they they went back and looked at it, and uh, Spencer was outside of the lane. So he won the protest, but in winning the protest, that meant that uh, there was no shot of Spencer or Tebow actually winning the championship because Mayfield moved up and the points gave him the national championship. Yeah. So if he wouldn't have protested, it would have gone to a three and who knows what could have happened. But because, <laughs> but because of how it worked out. It, yeah, you know, it was just really weird. It was it was one of those things where you you didn't you were protesting because you knew it wasn't right, but at the same time, if you didn't protest, you knew that it you could have made maybe made something happen in the next one. That that was yeah, such a pick weird. Your ba- pick your battles. That yeah, was an example of pick your battles. Exactly, it's such a weird situation. <laughs> and I remember I was like, or maybe he got maybe Mayfield got second, and that's why he won both mains. Then maybe that's what it was. But either way, it didn't matter. It, 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 but he got. But this one was, you know, this one was a little bit more cut and dry. Um, but I have, I have, a, I have a question. So we don't normally, I don't normally like to speculate on national stuff. I don't normally like to talk about other drivers that 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 I only know per se. I'm not an insider in the industry to the point where I'm like. Although I did have Ryan Mayfield's phone number once, but but I probably it's probably changed now. But I never actually did text. Yeah, I would have changed it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but doesn't it suck that there's no worlds this year? Oh, yeah. Because like this dude is driving the best he's driven that I can remember in a long, long, long time. And there's no worlds event for him to compete in to keep that going. Yeah. And there's a strong possibility there might not even be any next year. What? Because because Why? of the Delta variant bull bull crap going on, you might oh. see you might see more places shut down again. I just I just like California reinst or uh, Los Angeles tried to reinstitute the mask rule this week. Good luck with that. And like Emerson and I are going to Kansas. I guess Kansas has something going on now again. They're trying to implement. They're trying to force stuff to shut down or be or they're raising the level back up or something like that. So you never know. But doesn't doesn't it suck? That right now this guy is driving at at this crazy level. Now he's won both national, both nitro events. He's won both electric events. Which honestly, the actual electric events, it's probably just another race for these guys. But but to all of us, we're like, wow, that's in- incredible. You got the ten scale nats coming up in a month, so who knows what's going to happen there? It sucks for him, in my opinion. Yeah. Hopefully he, we can. Hopefully he can keep this going. And finally get that, you know, hopefully maybe eight scale world title. There's a couple guys out there that don't have them that, that deserve them. Tebow and Mayfield are the two that come to mind in, in my head. Yeah. Cavalieri doesn't have one, right? Mm. Oh, an not eight scale? scale? No, I don't think eight no. scale. 10 scale he does, but not eight scale. Yeah, it definitely does. Does suck. Cause I mean, I've said it before, like nobody can touch him right now. Right. Not an eight scale, man. Not I almost wonder. I almost wonder if the slowdown last year helped some of these guys. Oh yeah. You know you what I'm saying? Just practice and work on your stuff. Well, yeah. And you've just, you've just been, you've just been grinding away at the RC life for all, going on 20 years. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden you're forced to take a break a little bit 
focus on your family yeah. a little bit more. Maybe focus on things that are more permanent in your life. And then you oh, yeah. then you can come back and and it almost seems like a, a lot of these guys are are not rejuvenated but just have a different focus. Hopefully. Yeah, who uh I I can definitely I, I agree with that. Like, you know, uh I built two bikes in my basement or scooters in my basement during COVID and uh I I got to do things that I also enjoy you mm. know that i couldn't couldn't normally do you yeah. know but uh and i and definitely taking a break from rc because we just grind out you know we do it all the time so it was kind of nice to have that yeah that break and you see it again it's like it's like oh yeah you it, know you know what i mean like it's weird because we we were only shut down from racing for two months it was it was the end of march all of april and then the first part of may but i never really had a day off like we actually yeah. got busier. So I've, I, we, we had a two month break from racing, but I never mm-hmm. actually had a day off. Right. But I can tell you that being done at the end of the night and knowing that there's not really anything I have to do to the track to get it ready for some sort of event coming up for those two months was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I do, I do sometimes miss having the winter off. Yeah. You know, we used to grind away all summer, fight the rain, you know, make sure the track was good. And then as soon as, you know, October came around, we, you know, we stopped racing outside and I could just kind of lay back for four months or whatever it is. And that doesn't happen now. Yeah. You know, so that, that break that we had last year was kind of, kind of nice, even though I still had to go to work every day, but. I was on overtime the entire time, so it yeah, was, it was all right. Yep. So, Triple uh, A main results, just really quick. Uh, so you had Mayfield, Dakota Fend. How about Lee Setzer at his home track, getting yeah. third? Uh, Cavallari, Tessman, um, Julian Oliveris. I I've I recognize the name. I think I've seen pictures of him. Excellent run for that kiddo. I think he's a kiddo, uh, or at least a teenager, right? I don't know. Tyler Jones getting seventh. That one kind of surprised me. I thought he'd be a little bit higher than that one, but you know, you never know. Rivkin, same thing down there in eighth. Um, Jaborn horse was ninth and Jackson Brunson made the main finished 10th. And then, uh, in Truggy, you had uh, Mayfield Tessman getting second born horse is third. That's no surprise to me. Cause I feel like, I feel like E Truggy's kind of his bag. Dakota Fend, Tyler Jones, Cole Ogden, uh, Aiden Horn, Lee Setzer, Jackson Brunson, Ryan Cavalier. So pretty much all the same people except for uh, Horn and Ogden making the Truggy main. And then uh, short course, I think they had 11 of them. I don't think there was a B main. But uh, Tater Sontag, did you see he TQ'd around, I think, or two? Uh-uh. He did in short course. Uh, but, it, but Dakota Fenn ended up winning. Now, this is a crazy thing. So... Um, I don't know about these other guys, but Techno has been pretty dominant in pro four before it kind of dropped off around here, but you got a low truck one, two, and three at this one. It was, did, uh, Tebow run short course? Tebow wasn't there and it didn't look like, oh. uh, Bornhorst, uh, ran it either. Oh, and then 40 plus. So this is crazy. I, man, I didn't even know that this was going to be a thing, but, uh, TJ Bradley. 
um, with the win. And uh, I think he, I think he beat everybody by a lap, um, both times. And then, uh, Vito Pognato. These are names. These are old dudes that I don't know. So, uh, Corey McElvin, Tom Sherman, Ronnie Setzer must be, uh, must be uh, Lee's dad. Maybe. Uh, maybe Tommy maybe. Rogers, Pat Rossiter, who I didn't even, Oh, that's, I bet you that's older Pat Rossiter, not Pat Rossiter, Patrick Rossiter jr. Uh, Richard Lewis, Jeff Boland and, uh, Alan Abis. So, uh, there you go. That's e-buggy, but that's, I want to just want to bring up the war thing. Cause those two things were bugging me and I just wanted to, I wanted to be, um, transparent, let everybody know what I thought. Sure. So I can see right through you. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa RC tracks wanted to mention, um, that one of the truggy races, um, that's at the 2018 Nats is, uh, I think that, I think that video has like 3.2 million views on Iowa RC tracks. Oh, really? Yeah. Something hit on it. And if you read the comments, there's people that have no idea that RC car racing is a thing that were commenting on it. What, which video? The 2018 um e-buggy nats most of the mains are on iowa rc tracks okay. and i think it's i think it's it's either a main number one or two of truggy has like 3.2 million views or something some crazy number that if i had that many i would i would probably not work very much yeah you know so go check it out iowa rc tracks on youtube there's a lot of old videos on there there's a bunch of my uh hobby haven wins on there that i go back and watch every once in a while when I yeah, wanna... if I'm ever having a bad day, I go back to races <laughs> I did while at Hobby Haven. <laughs> Dude, not to like rub it in or anything, but there's the the last one that we went to where Mac had like a half a lap lead on us and ended up I ended up winning. Oh my god! <laughs> I, yeah, it must have worked. Looks like it worked out for you. <laughs> you know what you know what I'm doing. <laughs> Hey, you're kind of holding us up there at Starve. It looks like it worked out for you. <laughs> I wonder if they watch this show. I don't know. I don't know. That being said, dude, Rod was super nice to me when I went to Smack Track that one time. So. Oh, no. I, I, I love Rod. Rod's yeah, great. Yeah, Rod's that, great. That, that was my Rod Rippey impression. Yeah, I want to run, uh, run their sprint car. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to run their sprint car if I, I, if I might, that might be a winter project for me. Yeah. That's just what he told you after the, yeah, meeting. no, I know. <laughs> like I, know. I thought that was really funny when he said that. <laughs> well, my, if my pins had to heat up, it took a lap for them to heat up. Then, then I was gone. Then it was fast. Yeah. It's not my fault. <laughs> Actually, I'm the, the silver car thing was more funny. So at that same race, so since we're on the subject, this is funny. Uh, so, so Rod and I had been racing for a long time. We'd go to Chile, you know, two or three times a year and my stuff used to be silver. So I used to have a silver, um, a silver and then American flag motif on all my race cars back then. And, uh, um, we were at this race and a long time ago, I changed to white and kind of run the same car body. I've been running now for almost, I don't know what, how long I've been running my body for at least 2011. Yeah. 10, 2010. Anyway, something like that. So we're in this race together, this qualifier together, and uh, I was on a TQ pace, and then I like messed up, and so on the driver's stand, I'm like, oh man, I gave that one away. And uh, there was another car out there that was silver, and Rod hadn't finished yet, and uh, he thought it was me, and the silver car was like holding him up, 
And so beside me, he's going, oh, oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. That's real funny. <laughs> and, and I was like, I, I didn't know he was talking to me. I was like, is there another Alex up there? I don't know. So I went back to the pits and then we we're waiting for our next qualifier. And I was like, dude, did like something happen to you in the last race? And he goes, oh, you know. And I'm like, no, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, you held me up back there. I'm like, oh, no, I didn't. He's like, aren't you that silver car? I'm like, dude, I haven't ran silver in like 10 years, man. <laughs> and so then he was like oh oh sorry sorry yeah <laughs> no it's, it's just good good stories yeah stuff we can laugh about it's now. something you laugh about i can understand because basically uh full disclosure i used to be kind of a hothead right oh no way at the track and and i used to be i used to think that i was going to be the next cavalier for a little while or whoever right and and that was something that's taken a while for me to kind of get over right Mm -hmm. but 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 back then yeah i kind of i kind of that is something i probably would have done i would have been like no i ain't moving over screw you right no so maybe but now that i'm older and more mature i would never do anything like that i get out of the way the winner is family friday off-road from this weekend got kind of weird so we had 43 entries so once again Friday beat Saturday. Mm. This is three club races in a row that that's happened. Yeah. Um, not that I'm complaining. I love it. I I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked by that. Cause normally it's the other way around. Like Fridays drop off a lot and Saturdays are kind of steady. Um, not the Saturdays haven't been steady, but whatever. So 43 entries, 30 drivers. We had, um, six heats. We've had six heats, uh, for a couple weeks in a row now for club racing, both Saturday and or Friday and Saturday. And, uh, there was a uh, 17, five buggy, a main, um, you know, what's cool about Fridays is there, there's a pretty large field of legit stock buggies. Like I got, yeah. to, I got to run this Friday, uh, as race director, which I don't normally, I don't normally run Fridays. Uh, but I ran the races on Friday and there was, dude, there was eight cars. And I think the, the, the family before that, the family Friday before this one, there was like 10, 10 stock buggies. So it's been kind of like staying legit, which is great. I love it. Um, Cole Webb uh, took the win. Jackson Anderson finished second. Nice. You know, Cole is, Cole is getting pretty fast pretty quick. Um, so... That's pretty cool. There's, I've said this before, but you, there, we, we can add a few more names to this list of kids that we have that are, that are in either, either in Plexpec or in independent stock buggy that are going to be breaking out of that here shortly, I think. And, and obviously he's one of them. Yeah. Jackson's already there. So uh, Eli Webb was third, also with 14 laps. So those three got 14 laps. Now, Sam Saunders, this is another one that I think if he raced a little bit more on Saturdays, he'd find himself getting even quicker than he already is. Um, I think they came for a Friday and Saturday. Uh, was he there Saturday? No, no, no. They weren't. Never mind. Don't listen to me. Uh, Josh McMillan's fifth. Troy Saunders was sixth. Dylan Haas jumped up to stock buggy from Plexbeck. And uh, he finished seventh. And then Cody Kupke had to leave. Um, but he was eighth. Um, who knows where he would have been if he was stuck around, though. Plexbeck. Uh, so you had um, Diego Quintana... Uh, destroying everybody with his uh, Pro 4 short course truck. But tonight, 
with that's what he did on summer series but this night he brought out his uh, two-wheel drive buggy yeah and, and all of a sudden he got like fast mm-hmm. faster and he's been coming to the track more too so it kind of shows um emerson sturgeon so we have a plex spec truck that we have so it's a very bizarre handling 22 short course truck ready to run thing yeah and so we kind of just screw around um he's got friends that come too so if you're thinking why is emerson running plex spec well you know plex spec friday and family friday off-road it's kind of a nobody really cares and also he's not in any sort of advantage with this truck that he's driving yeah we perform no maintenance to it and it drives like a it it drives like a pinto like it's terrible it's yeah it's it's the old car you got sitting in the backyard it's just a spare that might not start but if you need it it's there yeah there's like a there's like a hornet's nest underneath it and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it is kind of fun to see him mix it up with everybody here you know yeah and yeah. um he likes it i think uh uh josh mcmullen was third uh, Max Cipolla came out. I haven't seen this dude since pre-pandemic. It's been that long. Um, but he had a good time, finished fourth. Uh, Chris Kinzer was fifth. Michael Prendergast was sixth. Uh, Isabella McMullen was seventh. Brian Hart was eighth. Ethan Rustermeyer was ninth. And Nick Rustermeyer broke out uh, in 10th place. And then you had uh, a 13, small 13.5 slash mod class. Uh, Logan Persmanis was racing mod. Jackson Anderson did a douche canoe move and uh, jumped in on the for the main. He didn't even qualify and ended up uh, finishing first in thirteen five. So good job, Jackson, for making everybody upset. Um, <laughs> John Haas was your TQ. He finished second. Sam Saunders was third. Troy Saunders was fourth. Dylan Haas was fifth. And again, Cody Cupke had to leave. And then you had Mini Truggy and uh, Emerson Sturgeon kind of put the smack down. On everybody, you had uh, Ashley McCormick and Logan Prismanis um, first, second, and John Haas was third. Emerson really likes racing mini truggy a lot. Although, oh, yeah. dude, I think our mini truggy needs some serious maintenance because it is clapped out. Yeah, he's really hard on it. Like he's like doing all these crazy whips and landing sideways, and he's just mashing on the throttle and hitting the brakes really hard. And I mean, it's. Fun to watch, but good God, it's hard on it. All the arms are now self-adjusting. They're terrible. Yeah, it's it's got terrible self-adjustment stuff. Oh, and then Ashley McCormick, I think he was running his two-wheel drive. Yes, he was. He was running his two-wheel drive short course truck with the mini truggies. Mm-hmm. I had to move him in there. Uh, and then we had kind of an e-buggy, truggy um, main event. You had uh, Logan Prismanis taking the win with a truggy. Jackson with buggy, Ashley with buggy, Caleb with a truggy, and then Easton McCormick with the buggy. So you had three buggies and two truggies. I just threw them in together because it made life easier on everybody. Hmm. So that's Friday. And then we'll get to Saturday real quick. Saturday is a lot of fun. So it's Saturday truck series round two. We had uh, we had 33 entries, 22 people. Um, it was a nice, easy day. Again, it was like six six heats. So yeah, it was it was easy to get to. Um, I combined some heats into, or some classes into, into heats so that it just made it easier on us. We didn't have to beg for corner marshals all the time. Cause that always stinks. We still had to beg for corner marshals anyways. In uh plex spec, you had, uh, Diego running his buggy. In fact, he had buggies one, two, and three. So you had De- Diego running a buggy, uh, didn't go as fast as Friday night. 
Riker Haley getting second and Sawyer Haley getting third. And shout out to Jason Haley, who's going to be mentioned later, who's also one of our first Patreon members. So you have uh, Peter Renault, who I know is watching right now. Um, yeah. We had Nick Nuthouse. So he's got a question here we'll get to in a minute. And then you have um, uh, Jason Haley. All three of those guys are uh, Patreon members. Yay! So if you want to join them, hop on, uh, hop on Patreon, create an account. And uh, you can do whatever. I don't have levels. So if, if, if you just want to do $5 a month, fine. If you want to do more, that's on you. But uh, either way, we appreciate it. And it helps keeps the show going. Uh, now that that commercial's over with. Uh, Talon Beckman got fourth. And what's cool about this is that he was there Friday. He broke a lot on Friday. And then he broke a lot on Saturday. But he got a fourth place finish in the main. So nice. that's really good. Uh, Phil, never give up never surrender yeah <laughs> phil porter fifth eli vanderleest who is tom baker's grandson uh finished six he broke out but he still finished a six spot and then the eichlers alex and steve had to leave um so they finished uh seventh and eighth place then we had slash spec so listen up this is pretty cool there's 21 people watching Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I TQ'd because in the first race, I, we had a legit race and uh, I wrecked and had to, had to battle for whatever position I ended up in. But I was kind of, I started off uh, slamming into everybody and it was because it's stock slash, right? It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> and so, um, but I was racing against two people. So, well, more than that, but Dustin Hosick. It says Dustin Hosick, but it's actually Dustin Hosick and Alex Vanderbeek. Yeah. Because they had had, they put two receivers in the car, one controlled the throttle and one controlled the steering. Yeah. So, so, so I can say it took two people to beat me in the main. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. They did that. Though. It is super sweet. Like, That's so funny. It kept I, it. It kept it lighthearted. Dude, fun, we should do it. Know? We should do it next time. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's we should. It. We'll use our slash. You. You. We'll have to Rochambeau for who controls what, but we should do that next time. Oh, I don't care. I'll, right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, anyways, it's, the thing that would be really funny though is our driving styles are so totally much different. Totally different. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Like if different. I'm running the throttle, dude, get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lift for anything with that car. <laughs> Uh, it ended up being a pretty good race, uh, for second on down Dustin and Alex had it figured out. They were gone after the first couple crashes. Like they were just, they were out of there. I couldn't catch him. They were actually, I think they were yeah. pulling from me. Yeah. They fast. They, me were, by, they were pulling away. They fast <laughs> lapped me by one tenth of a second with, with two people <laughs> controlling the car. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, they, they must've been cheating. I yeah. Yeah. Cheating. They must've been cheating. Uh, gyro dude, or something. Okay. Seriously, my slash got fast. So yeah. the first round, my, my slash was slow, I thought. But this round, my slash was fast, dude. So I did use a different battery. So that's the only thing I can really equate it to, other than maybe the motor breaking in, finally. Is it a brand new truck? Yeah, brand new out of the gate. Oh. The, the first time it ever saw uh, any power was on the track last round. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. I wonder if the transmission just finally broke in or yeah, know, maybe because then, kind of then what up. I did was I, I put it in the bin and didn't even look at it until until Saturday, pulled it out, charged it. Charged Dude, if it. you're if you're maintenance in a stock slash, yeah. you need to get a different car. Yeah, 
Yeah, move on. <laughs> you, you need to, you're taking it way too seriously. So, uh, so yeah, so, uh, so I finished second. I got a TQ though. So I think I got a TQ last round and finished second. No, I finished third, didn't I? Shoot. So I don't know where the points are. I didn't even do the points, which is stupid. I should have done the points. Anyways, uh, Chili got third. Um, Chili got ran into a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was running the police car with yeah, the lights was. and yeah. the siren. He was getting no yeah. respect whatsoever. Um, yeah. He was just, he got ran into a lot. Uh, Justin Stevie qualified second, but ended up finishing fourth. I think, I think he ran into a lot. Um, and then Tom Baker and Rick Baker um, finished fifth and sixth. Andrew Thomas, uh, I don't know. Oh, he's listed on here because he entered, but he was actually running a slash four by four brushless. And we were like, dude, wrong class. And then you had uh, a Pro 4, which we actually combined Pro 2 and Pro 4 together, just again to save us marshals. So you had uh, Chili uh, taking the win in Pro 2. Pat, or no, uh, Brady Papanow taking the win, or second in Pro 2. Then Diego Quintana ran his, uh, ran his 4x4 and took the win. Pat Shurkamp was second, and Andrew Thomas was third. And you know, in, you know the, in the Big Lebowski? Yeah. That guy uh, that is like a really good bowler. Jesus. Uh, his last name. His last name's Quintana. Oh, is it really? Oh, I, yeah, I, man, like, I didn't even catch man, that. Man, that Quintana, he sure can't roll, man. <laughs> Nobody f- with the Jesus. Dude, they were supposed to. Uh, they were supposed to do a sequel to the Big Lebowski based on that character before the pandemic. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. I remember it. I remember, and I remember being excited by it. And then the pandemic came and ruined everything for everybody. So go figure. Uh, mini Truggy. Uh, so Emerson didn't come this Saturday to run Mini Truggy. So I ran Mini Truggy because I really also like racing Mini Truggy. And I went faster than Emerson did with it, with with our Mini Truggy. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. Um, you got that going for you. I do. So I took the win. Um, Fifteen oh one, basically by a lap. Um, but I'll tell you what though, his fast lap from Friday night was three tenths faster than my fast lap all day. Hmm. So he's still, he's faster than me. He just needs to put it all back to back to back and not have so many crashes. Uh, Dustin Hosick with a second. And I think that puts him in the lead in points cause Emerson wasn't here. And then Ryan Baker and Tom Baker, um, finished third and fourth. And then we had our stadium truck, a main. Uh, so you had, uh, Justin Stevie taking the win in the stock class. Wade Gehring was second. Chili was third. Ryan Baker was fourth. Brady Papanow was fifth and Alex Vanderbeek ran mod. And since he was the only runner running mod for two races in a row, he is your 2021 Saturday truck series mod truck champion. Congratulations. Oh, Alex. Wow. yeah. Congrats, Alex Vanderbeek. Yeah. yeah. You showed up enough. Yeah. You showed up <laughs> enough times. <laughs> Oh no. So guess what? I never, yep, fi- I, I saw it already. I never finished the gas truck race on the computer before I shut it down. Nope. Oh, that's lame. Yep. Well, uh, we'll just, well, we can, so there was, there was you, there was Jason and there was Wade Garing. So uh-huh. tell us what happened, man. How did it go? It went pretty good. Um, I kept having to detune my, my truck. Uh, so it would make runtime. And then um, also not like try to flip over backwards going down the straightaway if I pulled on it too hard. But there was one time it did. Like I was like really getting after it and it still wheelied. 
I like took my throttle down to like 70%. I just kept taking throttle out of it to make it, make it more drivable Yep. and uh, make better runtime. But you know, like in qualifying after the first qualifier, uh, in was it five minutes or six minutes? Six minutes. In six minutes, there yeah. was like no gas left. <laughs> like there is, like I tipped my car forward, and there was maybe that much left in the tank. That's crazy. Like in the front of it, yeah. And so, well, and it, like because we tuned it that one day. <laughs> and yeah. I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put the rotary carb back on it. Like I'm going to try the rotary carb again. I think mine's just flat worn out. But uh, so then it's like I set it all up for the rotary carb. Well, then it's like, eh, the slide carb is better. So I put this, then I put the slide carb back on it, but I kind of undid everything we did to get 10 minutes out of it. Oh. Um, and so I like tried to just remember the settings that I had and it still like just wasn't enough. Um, then the second qualifier, I turned my throttle down a little more and there was a little more gas left in the tank. And then in the main, I, I, I took it out of the, the endpoint adjustment, like not dual rate, like at the hot throttle servo limit. And I think it's like 28% mm-hmm. on that now. And then 70 on my uh, throw, like dual rate. So um, that like, you know, like after, cause I pitted with five minutes left to go. And there was like, there was like that much gas taken out of the tank. So that's like perfect. I'm never, I'm not going to touch it anymore, but um, my truck worked really good. Um, I really wish all three would have finished. Wade had a problem. Yeah. Uh, in the, in the main, uh, I think his throttle linkage came apart or some, maybe oh. something didn't get loctited. Um, which is fine. You I know, was wondering figured, what it was. Figured out. Yeah. It was something with the throttle linkage where mm. it wouldn't come back. It could have just been a servo. Like right. maybe his servo was pulling too hard mm-hmm. and it locked the servo up a little bit. Yep. Um, but I mean, who knows? But, uh, yeah, he had a, he had a, a mini runaway almost. Yeah. Um, I'm glad his engine didn't explode. Yeah. I thought it was going to pop. I thought it was going like, to go. I was like, ping. I was like, there it goes. That death. Yep. Ping. Yep. I was like, here it comes. I was pitting for Tommy DeFries at the uh, 2007 RC Pro Series Finals in, in Denton, Texas, and his main was up, and I was trying to, I, I guess I didn't get across how I wanted him to, to like, give me gas at the start so that his engine didn't die, but, mm-hmm. so I'm out there, and I'm holding his car, and I could hear it, it it's idle, it's terrible, so I was trying to get it to, I was just trying to get him to start, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, go like this, go like this, and so he goes, wee. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it goes, wee, ping. <laughs> it broke a rod before oh, the man. start of the main. And then I'm like, oh crap. Well, I did tell him to give me some throttle, but I didn't mean that much throttle. Good God. You know, like, like, come on, man. Yeah. So that's what I thought was going to happen was that wee, ping. Yep, I was like, here it comes. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna, I, I bet it another three seconds. It oh, let go. Yeah. I was I was shocked that they fired it up and got it running again. Yeah, I don't know. Those OS engines are pretty. They're sour, pretty though. resilient. I mean, yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, I'd, like I have it. I've had engines where, like, somebody said, "Oh, this thing's shot," and I'll take it from them and just re-break it in, and it works just fine. Yeah. So, uh, Jason Haley finished, 
And I think he was only three or four laps behind you in 15 minutes. Maybe was three. He? I think yeah. three laps, I think is what it was. So Was it? Yeah. Because so, I had 34 yeah, or something like 29. that. 29. He had 29. So it's five laps. It ended up being four laps. Four laps if you count the, don't count the last lap. Yeah. Um, so. And I, I pitted twice just because. Right. So if you go by what I remember gas truck being like, he had two out of three finish the 15 minute main. If you expand mm-hmm. that to 10 trucks, that's usually about right. You usually yeah. end up with maybe six out of 10, seven out of 10. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Back, back, back in gas truck days. So mm-hmm. that's about right. And yeah, Jason did I a great think, job. He took care of that truck. That's, that's all he needed to do. Yeah. I think that, um, like a lot of it is just kind of, you know, getting the know-how and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like, I think uh, Wade actually raced gas truck a long time ago, or at least he had one. I, I vaguely remember it. J- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Haley's never raced anything gas before. Right. So, um, but a lot of the, like, you know, just making sure you finish type stuff, you know, good clutch bearings, good clutch shimming, uh, clutch shoes, making sure your pipes all Loctited and not going to come off. Um, Engines locked tight in place. Um, throttle linkage isn't binding. You know, those are just kind of the like you have to be really good at the basics. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It's so important. I mean, it's like uh, who's it? Uh, Mario Andretti never won a an Indy 500, and the one year that he was leading, a 50 cent spring uh, cost him like a fuel pump spring or something like that cost him the the finish. Yep. You know, or the win. So it's like it only takes one small little tiny thing to keep, you know, it was probably just like a, like maybe just something wasn't shimmed correctly on the throttle linkage. And that's what kept him from finishing. Like yeah. one small thing can just make the whole thing not work. It takes so many things to go right in nitro. Especially gas truck. Oh yeah. Back, back in the day when I was, when I would, when I was racing gas truck, you know, on a, on a weekly basis, I think at big races, I was like, one out of 10 for finishing. Yeah. I mean, clearly I'm not an engineer. Attention. Hobby puts podcast listeners. This is a friendly reminder that host Alex Sturgeon is not an engineer. Thank you. There's a lot of frustration before I finally figured it out back then. Yeah. I actually started finishing gas truck races. Yeah. I, uh, I I I really thought we were going to have some more guys come from like the yeah. Kansas City area. Maybe the last one we'll get some more people to come up. Yeah, but I think I think that like we had a pretty good showing. You know, like there's a lot of people just like even even the two guys that came to just uh, bash around and they had to wait for the track was to get done so they could bash on the track. They came out every single gas truck race to yeah. to, uh, to watch watch, and then like. Um, Everybody, like, I, I don't know if there was a single person that didn't come over and, you know, finger my truck, mm-hmm. like, to come look at it and everything, you know, take the body off. Like, what are you doing here? Like, how do I get an engine? How much is the kit? You know, like, I, I think that it could, with a track like our size and we get enough guys that race nitro, um, at a bigger nitro race, I really think that we could have a consistent, you know, 10 cars or more. Yeah. 
And I think the Plex is the Plex is a pretty good track to host a gas truck thing because we don't get too crazy. Even in the wintertime, when we do have a longer, more eight scale appropriate layout, there's always a bailout section of some sort. I'd I'd really like to see it grow. Yep. I mean, Stevie, uh, Justin Stevie bought a uh, yeah, he did. truck upstairs just to convert one. Yep. So, I mean, uh, then Hartshorns, like last round of the summer series, they they're ready to pre-order some Losi ones. I had so. uh, I had an offer to buy to buy a a uh, Adam Drake edition, and I just I just yeah. can't I can't. It's it's almost that truck specifically would probably go on my shelf and not, yeah. not it would be another addition to my shelf behind me when we do after hours it's you know yeah i wouldn't want to run who's it Tom, tommy smith he's he's interested in getting a kit yeah um he, he was like what do i gotta get like and winter winter trucks gonna be available maybe we can do it so I, i've always want i've i've been hinting that i want to do something on say a sunday and maybe maybe we can have a winter truck series on yeah. on, on on a Sunday. That would be cool. You know, I don't know. I know Sundays suck as a travel day, but but we got to do something at least once a month. Well, I think that um, I think that those guys would be more inclined to come up during the winter because right now uh, they have their outdoor tracks exactly. that they're racing gas truck at, and that's the whole reason why you we know? don't have a nitro so, series because there's all these tracks that are outside that are running. So you know, we don't we yeah. don't need to. So that does make sense, but yeah, we should do something. I mean, guys are wanting to spend the money on the trucks yep. and wanting to do it. I mean, it's badass. Yeah, I think it is. We we have we maybe we should have like a like okay so I don't know maybe we should just talk about this afterwards. But like <laughs> like maybe we could have like a big gas truck race. Yeah, during the during the winter. Yeah, we could try. Let's take a pivot landing break before we forget. And then we'll get to the comments and then we'll finish it up. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. This is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. Today is May 10th, 2021. And we're going to talk a little bit about individual tax identification number loans, also known as the I-10 loans. Traditionally, I-10 loans are for folks that are in the country, either on a work visa or they are here under a green card. And in either situation, they apply with the lender using their tax identification number instead of social security number. And we have a host of new investors that have some really, really great I-10 programs. So if you fall into that bucket and you're looking to purchase a home for underneath the situation, please give us a call, 402-881-5951. You can reach out to me anytime. Uh, shoot me a text, give me a call, and see if we can help you out with your I-10 loans. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109-995. Did you see the Proline um, Surf City flyer from OCRC? No. So they're opening up. They're opening up registration August second. They do that so fast, like they make everybody wait, and then at the last minute, that all the entries flood in. Um, but uh, there's no short course classes offered. Oh. At this race. Wow. That was actually something that I 
I also wanted to mention when we were talking about Roar earlier, but I forgot. I think I think I think Shorecore should be gone from the Nats. Yeah. I mean, not all the major manufacturers make one. So. Especially the 10 scale ones. I mean, the 8 scale one you kind of need it as a filler. But mm-hmm. but the 10 scale one, dude, there shouldn't be short course anymore. Make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, I haven't looked recently, but I looked, I looked the other day and there was no entries for 17.5 short course. And there was like three entries for mod short course or two or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. At a national event, just stop it. Go away. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Let's go through the chat real fast, and then we'll we'll wrap her up because uh, I gotta go. I gotta go do some stuff. I was gonna ride my bike tonight, but I think it's gonna be too late. No, it's hot. Anyways, actually, it's really not. It's nice out. Uh, so everybody's on here saying, "Whoa, you guys are early." Yes, we're early. Um, I try to post it in the chat under my private, my person, not private, but my personal YouTube channel, uh, Gunter. Loxes, it's an acronym. So if you're on here, uh, subscribe to my personal channel because maybe one day it'll be something else. Then I'll put funnier stuff on there. That's where I dump all my other stuff that I can't put on the Hobby Plug show. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Will's leaving for vacation. Are you going to be up there for a full week? Yeah. Wow. I wish I could do that. He's going camping. Uh, Andy Barrett says, Will, you look 10 years younger. Oh, really? Thanks, Sandy. Rob the Mouth Mullen says, uh, what up, Alex and Will? Mouth numero uno fan. Great job, boys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Peter Renault says uh, they should redo the Roadrunner as a car. Yeah, that'd be, be a good one. Yeah, big old wing on the back of something. Isn't mm-hmm. that the Roadrunner, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's what I thought. Yeah, that car was like made for NASCAR, so they had a stock car that they sold. To, yeah, like to have the ultimate NASCAR car. Yeah, that wouldn't that be that'd be badass driving one of those around. They look really mm-hmm. big though. The original oh, yeah. Roadrunner. That's a boat. Uh, Nick Nuttenhouse wanted to know any way to look up a receipt at the Plex. He's fighting with Spectrum over a warranty claim on a smart battery having balance port issues, not letting it charge. Uh, yes, that's actually very very easy. So, um, I work Wednesdays. Thursdays and most Fridays and Sundays, but not this, not this weekend. Cause we're going to be gone. Um, but I do work Wednesday and Thursday. So if you need help, uh, you can always get hold of me then. Um, or I think Tim works tomorrow. He should be able to find it. It's a pretty easy to, thing to do. You just need to give us like a, like a date and we can usually find it. Uh, Jackson Anderson is commenting on your beard. Um, saying how you trimmed it a lot. Um, yeah, then he wanted to know how I how he can be in my video for the Kansas race. Um, don't be annoying. That'd be one thing that I would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Mitrovic says uh, he feels like COVID shutdown is kind of like when when a recession hits. Like people slow down on the bigger, even more expensive stuff and focus on hobbies like 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 biking, RCing, skateboarding, just stuff that's a little bit cheaper. Which I mean, RC in my opinion is not exactly the cheapest thing on the planet. But if you compare it to like like one to one motorsports, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um. A one of Truggy for Iowa RC tracks. So if you if you get on Iowa RC tracks, uh, subscribe to his channel. 
Um, cause he posts a lot of videos too. Like when he's, when he's yeah. out doing stuff, but he, but he's got a really nice long playlist of stuff that goes all the way back to like 2010, 2009. I think, I mean, he's got some pretty old stuff in there. It's pretty fun to go back and watch. Yeah. Uh, Peter Renault says that he is 32 hours into Zelda so far. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might be there with you after this, this week. Uh, Jason Haley says, uh, you guys started early. Yep, we did. Uh, my sister's on there by Grapthar's hammer. You shall be avenged because you made your uh, Galaxy Quest reference earlier. I did? Yeah. Oh, never, which one was it? Never, uh, never give up, never surrender. That's Galaxy oh, Quest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, did, did you see they're, they're trying to make a series out of that now? Huh. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the, dude, the dude that wrote... Uh, Star Trek, um, the last one, not in the darkness, the other one beyond Simon Pegg, Simon Pegg is trying to do a, a galaxy quest, uh, thing, which, you know, it's kind of weird. Cause, uh, um, McFarlane kind of already did that with the Orwell, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Eh, whatever. Nick Nunhouse wants to know, are we able to run nitro rustlers with gas trucks? I don't sure. see. I don't see why not. It's a two-wheel drive yeah, gas, gas truck. truck. I don't really care about engine size. We just want you to come out and, and try it. Maybe that'll lead you in to getting an ignite uh, at some point. Well, I was even looking at because I have this Traxxas two five right here. Yeah. And I was looking at like I wonder if there's a way to put this in this truck. Like if somebody wanted just a cheap engine, like it'd be another option that everybody has one. Right. You know. Two fives are. They're not, they're SG cranks, right? They're not standard cranks yeah, anymore. No, I have the, I have the crank, I have, I have it sitting here next to this yeah. other engine I got. The one five, the Traxxas one five is still a standard crank. Yeah, I think it would work. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Wiz uh, gets on here, says hit the Plex for the first time today with my B6.2D. He says it's the most fun he's had in a long time. That's great. Why do you put Loctite on your piston nuts? On your piston screw. Oh, I don't. You don't? You can. No. I put a tiny, I put an EDB, so I, I, I spooge it on, I spooge locked that on a table and I take that little guy and I just, I just tap it in there just a tiny little bit because I've had them come apart on me before. I've had Eclipse come off. I've never had a set, little one of those uh, tiny screws come out of a shock shaft yet. I or have. Loosen. I, I, I don't know. I, I Kung Fu grip them the on book, in there. The book though. says you're supposed to. Yeah, but but I, I just would, worry about trying to get them out. Yeah, I would not. I would not recommend just pouring it into the shock shaft. I I do the dip method. Like if you mm-hmm. like, I've had a couple of shock rebuild things on on the after hour show, and 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 I've talked about it before. Where I just I take a little bit of of it and I put it on the table, and and I just dip my screws in it. I just barely tap it. A tiny tiny little bit is all you really need. Andy Barrett says I've actually been watching a playthrough of the new Zelda, and he says it's awesome. So he's been watching people play on Zelda. Cool. That's how I played um, the latest Star Wars game, not Squadrons. Well, I did that too, but the uh, the one with the the third person one that came out like it like maybe two years ago now. Mm-hmm. So I never I never got the game, but I watched the basically all the cutscenes on YouTube. It took like three hours. I watched the whole thing, so now I know the story. So now I don't need to play the game. Huh. I just wanted to know the story. That's all. That's cool. Yeah. 
Um, Matt Kessel says that he got to drive one of the Ignite trucks last weekend. He says it's tons of fun. I think we all agree that uh, it's pretty cool. They're so streamlined and simple, too. They look more simple than the old gas trucks, I think, used to be. I think they are. Yeah, there's not an extra thing on there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like the less simpler you can make something is the less likely something's going to go wrong. You know? Mm -hmm. Peter Renault says it's awesome playing the new in the air quote Zelda. That's not two dimensional. Yeah. And um, I think Andrew's talking about battlefield. Uh, Like maybe he watched it or something like that. I don't know. We got one more question. Any recommendations on an RTR nitro buggy? They're all pretty much the same these days. Are you going to race it? That's a good question, but there's only two ones that I know of that are any good in my opinion. And that's the low C ready to run. That's uh three ninety nine. They might've raised the price actually now that it's, they, they've been out for a while and they just came, we just got them back in stock, but uh, the low C one ain't too bad for the money. Um, plus you can upgrade it with all of the uh, TLR eight stuff. So you can, you can make the shocks metal. You can um, uh, make the shock towers metal. You can make the links metal, um, all that stuff. You can do all that. Um, and then there's also the uh, Kyosha one, the, uh, yeah. the Neo two or whatever it is. If you can find yeah. one, uh, that's probably not bad either. The only thing that you would run into is not every shop on the planet carries Kyosho. Yeah. You kind of have to go with what, where, what, or how you're going to get parts the easiest, you know, that's usually what I tell people if they just want to go ready to run, beat, beat something up, whatever you can get parts the easiest, that's going to be what you want to do. That's, that's why I would kind of lean towards the low CRTR because a, yeah. uh, uh, pretty much every hobby shop around has a horizon account. So even if they don't care parts for it, you can get it. Plus that car comes with just about everything except for, uh, you need to buy fuel, fuel bottle, a receiver pack. They don't sell, they sell they don't have a receiver pack. I never understood that. Or no, they do have a receiver pack, but you need a charger for it or something. It's something like that. Um, oh, really? To, yeah, I'd have to look at the box. It's really bizarre. Like they, they give you Does this, it take they, double A's in the Raider run? No, I think they then, supply you with a receiver pack, but they don't give you like a, a, a charger for it. Oh. Okay. So, it's something like that. But anyways, yeah. even for that, I think that, that that's probably your best bet. I think that's it. I think we've been on for an hour and a half or longer. So. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to keep you anymore. I know you're, you're getting ready to go camping. No, I mean, it, it's, we're not roughing it. We're staying at a pretty nice oh, you're glamping? place up there. My sister wants to go glamping. Kind of. Yeah. It's like we, we pretty much are bringing our own room. Mm. Kind of. That's thing, true. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, in our, our, uh, Aaron, Aaron's cousin, he just got this, this, uh, I don't know, fifth wheel got like a, uh, service quarters and like basement not it's just huge like it, it's a house like you could live in that thing it's got like a fireplace <laughs> like hvac running through it. it it's it's a it's giant nice and uh like yeah i mean it, it's we're camping but we're staying at a pretty nice like facility sweet it's it'll be a good time all right. Well, um, we got crawler night tomorrow. Carpet racing on Wednesday, hopefully. Um, they haven't had a good turnout lately. And then um, regular Friday family off road on Friday, and Saturday speed off road on Saturday, and then Sunday's open track again. Um, we're gonna have a guest, uh, guest race director on Saturday. Trevor's back on Friday, so it should be a good weekend. 
of racing. Emerson and I are going to be going to uh, Wichita for the Air Capital Throwdown, I think is what it's called. It's in uh, Emory Park in Wichita, Kansas. I wish us luck. We're trying to get one of these weekend nitro races in. Finally, we've been snuffed out twice due to rain. So hopefully third, yeah. third time's a charm. So, And then uh, I'll be taking my stuff with me. We got my GoPro and uh, and the good camera all set up and ready to go so I can do a video on it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, sounds like a great time. Uh, as always, this show brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention our show to either Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad. And uh, you can get yourself a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate if you end up doing a home loan or a refinance. So they've been sponsoring us now for almost a year and a half. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully if Aiden like goes to college and doesn't, doesn't race a whole lot, like <laughs> that continues anyways. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, it's just weird. Like, like. I don't know. Yeah, like, my kid like, doesn't do the same more, so we're not going to, we're done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't think that'll be, I don't case. think that'll be a problem either, but I'm just, I'm just saying, man, I hope so. So anyways, um, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Um, I got some stuff to take care of and, uh, we'll have fun. Oh, I'll try. I'll do, see what I can do here. Camping's a lot of damn work. Yeah. You know, you gotta set that thing up and level it. And oh, it reminds me, I didn't get my level. And then, uh, you know, like, live in it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't clog clog the toilet. Yeah, don't clog the toilet. Thank you. Thanks for watching. Yep. Thank you, guys. And we'll uh, we'll catch you next week, hopefully. All right. See you guys.